0: Everyone, welcome to Capes and Japes. Uh welcome to Oh, last episode came out in February. Welcome to our second episode of February. Um we don't have a theme for it, it's just February. <laughs> um if my audio sounds weird, it's because my mic was acting strange uh when we started and I had to mess with the gain on it. Um and also It's a little bit later than we usually record, and I'm very sleepy. So, those are all your excuses for if this episode isn't good or has weird energy. Um, just getting those out of the way now. Um, last, uh, last we left off. (laughs) Uh, last week when, um... We talked about uh Etrigan. uh, we did bring up <laughs> Clary and the Witch Boy, and Fryer was like, "We should do an episode on Clary and the Witch Boy." And I was like, "I really want to do that, So I decided we should just do him now. I mean, um, yeah, yeah, so what here if we he just is. do
1: <laughs> why don't we just do a very spooky February?
0: A very spooky February, full of spooky, spooky guys. Demons, and and witches, and...
1: Well, let, me double, let, let me double check to make sure that we've done John Constantine. We have done Constantine. We have, okay, yes. I just had... I had to double check.
0: Yes, that one I am confident about. <laughs> it's not going to be a repeat of the Hulk. The Hulk incident. <laughs> Surely we've done the Hulk. Of course we've done the Hulk. Um. Anyways, so, clarion the Witch Boy. Um. Has one of my favorite names of all time. <laughs> first of all. Um. And isn't he like he...
1: immortal or something? Like he's gonna be called the Witch Boy forever.
0: <laughs> yeah. Um. It It is, it is his, his terrible burden. Um, I love Clarion. We talked about, um, we talked about Quentin Quire not too long ago, so it's pretty well established on this show that I just really love characters who suck <laughs> and are bad. <laughs> like, not like, I don't always, like, get really into, like, extremely evil characters but I am frequently just extremely stoked about characters who are just kind of, like, really annoying <laughs> to be around. <laughs> um, and that is why I love Clary and the Witch Boy. Um, so he was created initially uh, as an enemy to Etrigan, He was, uh, created and written and drawn by Jack Kirby. He first showed up in 1973, uh, in the first issue, I mean, not the first issue, what was it, the seventh issue of Etrigan's, like, first, you know, solo series, and obviously he, (laughs) he and Etrigan are natural enemies because they both have a, an epithet in their names. The witch boy and the demon. (laughs) Um, Only one of us can have an epithet. Yes. Uh, So, in his initial appearance, he comes from a dimension called witch world, which is (laughs) a world where everyone is witches, and they all do spooky dark magic. And... (laughs) (laughs) He's run away from Witch World because he's upset that all of the grown-up witches keep telling him what to do and what sort of spooky magic he's allowed to study and telling him not to wreak a bunch of chaos with his magic powers. So he uh, opens a portal to uh, the main DC Comics universe, along with his familiar, uh, who is a cat named, uh, Teekl, T-E-E-K-L, who, uh, appears as a regular cat but can take, like, kind of a, a were-cat, like, monstery form. Also, when Tekel is first introduced, when, uh, Jack Kirby is, writing it, uh writing the comic is referred to with she her pronouns. And then later, when Grant Morrison kind of like reboots Clarion a little bit, um, Tico is referred to with he him. So congratulations to this gender fluid cat. (laughs) (laughs) We're all very happy for them. Uh but he makes his way to the main uh DC universe And encounters Etrigan and attempts to basically, like, uh, use Etrigan's power for himself. He tries to, like, bind Etrigan to him. So Etrigan, like, ends up, uh, tricking him by, like, pretending he's under his control and then, like, uh, banishing him to you know, a a different, like one of the many, many sort of, like, prison dimensions that exist and then he makes his way out, he tries to get revenge multiple times, they keep, you know, he keeps banishing him away and he comes back and he just hates Etrigan more and more. Um, extremely funny. (laughs) (laughs) That, um, like, he is, basically, like, the main antagonist of this original, uh, (laughs) entrogant comic. It's very funny to be, like, a 2,000-year-old demon, and your nemesis is a 13-year-old.
1: Look, some 13-year-olds are very annoying.
0: (laughs) Some 13-year-olds... some 13-year-olds suck. It's, like, the John Mulaney bit that's, like, 8th graders will make fun of you but in an accurate way. <laughs> um it's I just I really like to think about Etrigan complaining about this to like other characters and they're like is he's like a middle schooler. And Etrigan's like, "Yeah, but he's the worst. <laughs> he sucks." Um he uh tries at one point to create like a like a a doppelganger Of Jason Blood, like, Etrigan's human counterpart, um, spouse, (laughs) according (laughs) to some wikis. (laughs) Um, that'll, like, he tries to make, like, a doppelganger to, like, take over Jason Blood's life, um, and then, you know, Etrigan beats him, uh, at some point, he, um gets involved with, uh... There's, like, an Etrigan, like, sort of Wonder Woman crossover where Clarion, uh... kidnaps, uh, Diana's friend, Etta Candy, and is gonna, like, use her as, like, a sacrifice in, uh... some spooky ritual, and Etrigan and Wonder Woman stop him. He briefly gets, like, like, influences, like, Etrigan with magic to attack Wonder Woman, but he breaks free of it, and then Clarion runs away, uh, at one point, he goes to Gotham, and, uh, disguises himself as a DA in Gotham, um, and, like, it, like, two of Jason Blood's friends are on trial, and he, he, like, is like, "Mm, yes, I sentence you to death, um, and then Etrigan shows up and stops him, um, just, you, you know, classic, classic arch nemesis stuff, um, he gets involved while Etrigan is teamed up with Lobo, he fights both of them, he's, uh, he's having, he's having a fun time, uh, but I think almost all of his initial appearances are in the original Jack Kirby Etrigan series. And then there are a couple where he might I like show up while Etrigan is like crossing over with a different superhero. Um, and it'll be like, Oh, Batman, let's work together. We have to defeat my arch nemesis. And Batman will be like, that's a 13 year old boy. And Etrigan's like, I know, but he's so annoying.
1: Please. You've had kids before. How do I make him less annoying?
0: (laughs) You know what this is like. And he is a cat, and the cat is really mean. But, so, all of his initial appearances are, uh, in connection with Etrigan. Uh, pretty, pretty much exclusively. And then, in 2000, uh, he shows up in a Young Justice storyline written by Peter David. So there's two writers since Jack Kirby who have really kind of, like, actively reintroduced Clarion to DC mythology. It's Peter David and Grant Morrison, both of whom are writers who have done Like, stuff that I really, really, really love. And also stuff that I don't like very much at all. (laughs) So I have, um... I I, I have some complicated opinions on both of them. But I think it's, like... The ways in which they approach Clarion, um... (laughs) Is like, extremely telling of both of their, like, personalities and writing styles. So, in this Young Justice storyline, uh, Clarion shows up and he uh, gets, like, he starts working with a kind of larger supervillain group to uh, make people hate superheroes. And they're like... <laughs> You know who we should go after are teenage superheroes, because those guys make a lot of mistakes. Um, And so Clarion casts a spell while a bunch of superheroes are at a rally that turns all the teenage heroes there into adults and all the adult heroes there into teenagers. Well, that's one is, way to do like, it. It's one way to do it. It's, like, such, like, a, like, dumb, like, cartoony, like, almost kind of, like, early Silver Age, like, storyline. It's like, oh, no! They're all teens! <laughs> um, like, I, sim- I simply have to respect it. It's dumb, and it's a dumb plan that a dumb teenage witch boy would have. Um, I believe, um, this might be, um, where there's, at some point, they introduce, like, a concept into his, uh, backstory where it's like, oh, uh, his parents were, like, you know, sentenced to death for practicing, uh, forbidden magic and, he almost got arrested trying to help them, and then he had to run away. um that might be here it might be somewhere else, but like not too long after all of this, Grant Morrison comes up with a, a whole new backstory, so I'm guessing it's somewhere in in here in this young justice uh stuff, but <laughs> regardless, so he does this um this spell. <laughs> This fun fanfiction age swap spell, and he also, uh, he does this thing where every time he introduces himself, he does a little musical stinger, he goes like, clarion, Bam ba ba the witch boy, and then he makes other people also say it, which I find really charming. I think that's delightful. Grant Morrison hated this. Oh. But I... I think it's cute. I think this... Like, this is... This is my ideal. Like, I just want him to act like a really annoying middle schooler
1: who can also (laughs)
0: do magic. Um, this also, um... After this, like, arc... He makes a couple of other Young Justice appearances and, uh, it establishes that he's, like, actually kind of lonely and sort of just wishes he had, like, some friends his own age. Um, he still, he still does fight Young Justice in them, but (laughs) he's like, man, I wish I had some people to hang out with. Um...
1: Instead, I gotta fight these guys. Anyway.
0: So I gotta fight these teens. Hold on.
1: Now, see, if it were... If he fought the Teen Titans instead, they would have stopped in the middle of the fight. Like, hey, are you okay? Do you want to come hang out?
0: Do you want to come hang out? We've got a whole tower to hang out in. Um... This, like... His sort of, like, arc in Young Justice ends with him, um... Meeting and befriending, um, Ariella Kent, who's, like, a distant future supergirl who ends up time-traveling to the 21st century somehow. You know, it's comics.
1: Yeah, you know, they all get here somehow.
0: They all get here somehow. Um, but she, like, kind of just, like, crash-lands there and, uh... Meets Clarion, and they end up becoming friends, so <laughs> it's just sort of nice um and then, five years later in two thousand five grant Morrison, um writes a uh series um called Seven Soldiers of Victory," which is sort of a reboot of like a Golden Age team that was basically, like, a second tier, like, DC superhero team in, like, the 40s. Um, this, I don't, I don't think that there is that much of a connection to the original, except for the fact that it's, like, explicitly, like, lesser known characters, but, uh, it was... Written as, uh, like, basically each character had their own mini-series. And they all sort of tied together in this plot that involved this, like, race that Grant Morrison had also made up, like, a year prior to this, called the Sheeta. Who were, like, fairies from the future. Who, uh show up at, like, time travel to different points throughout history, uh, when, like, a civilization is kind of reaching its peak to, like, harvest their energy. Um... Wild. Yeah, extremely wild. Hey, this is gonna- we're gonna talk about some Grant Morrison-ass Grant Morrison stuff, so strap in. This is this is what I this is what I mean. Like these are the two sort of like ethos um is that Peter David was like, what if he did a silly little musical stinger? And Grant Morrison was like, what if he did this? Um so basically Morrison seems to have felt that uh Peter David's take was too silly. And, uh, was disrespecting, you know, Jack Kirby's version of the character. Um, which, like, a lot of the reverence for Jack Kirby in the comics world is, like, extremely well-deserved. He was very talented and also seemed like he was, you know, like, a good guy, like, a cool principled person. Um... I but thought you were
1: just going to say a cool principal, and I'm like, like of yeah, a school?
0: If, yeah, if Jack Kirby was if, my principal, is I would have been stoked. Vibe? Jack. that yeah. um, Well, how would
1: you explain Jack Kirby's vibe? Hmm. Cool principal.
0: Yeah. You know, like that energy. Um, some some stuff that Jack Kirby did was silly. And if you look at that original drawing of Clarion, he looks quite silly. (laughs) But, um, Graham Morrison didn't like the little musical stinger. Didn't like the sort of revamped look. So they return, they return Clarion's design more to what it had been in the Ettergan series. But he's blue now. For (laughs) reasons I'm gonna... I'm going to try to explain. He's blue and his um, ears are
1: pointier.
0: <laughs> yeah. Um. So, okay. So, New Clarion lives underground in this underground society called Limbo Town <laughs> that's inhabited entirely by the descendants of the... Missing colony of Roanoke. And also, they're all witches. (laughs) And, um, the leader of the town is, like, a very kind of, like, strict, like, religious hierarch, um, named fucking something, something, something Judah, sub-missionary Judah, who, uh, is constantly telling Clarion, uh, to stop doing, uh, chaos (laughs) and pranks (laughs) and schemes, uh, and he will not, um, so he escapes to the above ground world, uh, where he has never been before. Along the way, he encounters, uh, monster called a Horigol, um, which is like, what happens when a witch fuses with their familiar to, uh, make a scary monster. Um, he encounters a, um, a man called (laughs) Ebenezer Bad. Oh, good. It's B-A-D-D-E, but his name is Ebenezer Bad.
1: <laughs> Maybe it's and Ebenezer
0: Badie. Evan Ebon- Yeah, perhaps. Ebenezer Bad A. Badai. Yeah, who <laughs> Um Who uh tries <laughs> tries to like uh get Clarion uh to help him and then betrays him Cause his name is Ebenezer Bad. <laughs> um, he has this whole, like, plant. He's, he, there's like, like a monster, like made, made of the souls of children. Um, Ebenezer has a, uh, father box, which, uh. A what now? A father box. Um, it's like a, it's like like... a mother box, but
1: unnecessarily gendered. <laughs>
0: yeah no it's it's um the uh mother um mother box but evil ah uh-huh. um wait
1: are mother boxes good i don't
0: so i it doesn't matter it doesn't matter this is no just- it doesn't it doesn't matter i think the the like the thought behind this is like mother boxes are associated with uh like New Genesis and father boxes are associated with Apocalypse, but they also have mother boxes on Apocalypse. But I guess they had to also. They were like, <laughs> we we can't allow we can't allow an exclusively female gendered item <laughs> to exist. Um, he runs into a um, a, a Shida, one of these like future evil fairies um who is basically like a uh who's the uh what's the oliver twist guy like fagin is that the guy's name he has like he convinces clarion to join a like child crime gang um
1: i love that you assume that i would that i've ever read oliver twist <laughs>
0: I don't know. I thought maybe it diffused into the cultural consciousness enough.
1: I had to read Great Expectations for class, and I was like, "Wow, I'm never reading another book by this man again."
0: Yeah. Hey, uh, hot, hot capes and japes takes. I can't stand Dickens. Um, I mean, like, sorry to this man. I have simply never been able.
1: My my brain. I've does, never been does able not. to appreciate it. No, my it the the way that he writes. It all makes more sense once you realize that he was paid by the word, yeah,
0: yeah, it feels like it, and like I you gotta respect it, but I mean, yeah, no, like I'm glad Charles Dickens got that paper, uh, he's you know made like a lot of contributions to popular culture. I'm sure he worked very hard, but i don't I don't like to read his books,
1: I don't enjoy it.
0: Um, I've cribbed, I've cribbed a lot of ideas from Oliver Twist, because I, I think some of the tropes are good, but I don't like to read the book. (laughs) I don't like it. Um, anyways, so he runs into this evil fairy leader of a secret child crime gang, um, who is, uh, it turns out, like, planning to destroy Limbo Town, Um, so, uh, Clarion goes back there to try to warn them. Um, they, uh, briefly try to kill him, uh, for running away and then realize that he is telling the truth and there are people coming, uh, to kill them. So they stop trying to kill Clarion. Um, even, (laughs) I feel like if I lived in the town that Clarion lived in. I would be pretty stoked if he left. Um I would be like it would be like you know that like that that post about Hamilton that I think about all the time? Um where it's like it's nice that they mention in Hamilton that like everybody, you know, raised money um for like him to like go to the mainland and seek his future. Um, but I like to imagine somebody was going around like, hey, do you have any money to send Alexander Hamilton to someplace extremely far away from here? And they were like, oh, please, take everything. Take all the money I have. Yeah. (laughs) Um, uh, he goes to fight the Shida, along with a bunch of the other people who are, uh, involved with this Seven Soldiers thing, um, he, like, sneaks into their, uh, um, their ship, and he somehow man- he, like, uses his magic to take control of the ship, he goes back to the Sheeta, and he, like, with, like, the power from the- father box he's able to become like their king and then that's like where it ends and then Grant Morrison in subsequent interviews has been like well now that Clarion has all this power you can see how maybe he could <laughs> travel back in time to his initial appearance so this is actually I've this is actually his backstory, and then when he shows up in Etrigan, it's him, after all this has happened, traveling, time traveling into the past. Okay, Grant. Okay, Grant. Okay, thank you. Thank you, Grant. (laughs) Thank you for all of this, Grant. No, no one, no one is going to remember it. No one is going to keep track of all of this. Um, but he makes- some appearances in, like, the 15 or so years since then. A lot of the time, he is, like, involved with various teenage heroes because, like, again, it's it's less embarrassing (laughs) for them to be fighting a 13-year-old. He, uh, tries, he, like, tries to, like, make a, a deal for, like, Mary Marvel's soul, um... And she beats him. Um, he gets possessed during brightest day at some point. I, I don't know. I don't know why. I, I don't know what the context is. Um, that leads to also Clarion should get possessed while all this is happening. Um, <laughs> there's like one appearance. Not too long after the Seven Soldiers, Grant Morrison stuff, where he, um, is in the Tim Drake Robin series for a couple issues, um, and Tim acts as if he's meeting him for the first time, so, I, like, I guess they're, (laughs) everyone was like, I don't know, this is too confusing, we'll just, we'll just start over. What if we'll, Tim,
1: Tim's just being a dick?
0: Yeah, tips Tim's just deciding to hassle this teenager. Um, I'm
1: sorry. Who are you again? Never heard of him.
0: Yeah. Um. I. I don't know if there's like if they were like, oh, I guess Grant Morrison rebooted him, so now we're starting over, or if they were like, I don't. This time travel concept is too confusing. Um. But he has a, um, he has an encounter with Robin where, um, they, like, end up working together and they, like, part on, like, friendly terms, uh, which is cute. Actually, I kind of just I kind of just do want Clarion to have friends. I think this sad little goth should have some friends. This sad, annoying little goth. Um... He's shown up a few times in, obviously, like, uh, kind of magic-centered events. Um, he had, like, one team up with Stephanie Brown, which I think is cute. He had a short-lived solo series during the New 52 where, uh, he, like joins a, uh, like, a coven in New York, and he, uh, they have to fight, like, a techno magic wizard, uh, which honestly sounds kind of like my shit, so maybe I should read this. Yeah. If anyone's read this, you should tell me if it's good. Um. I'm just sitting
1: here like, oh, a techno mage? I'm surprised.
0: um, yeah. Um, and I think he, like... I think he shows up in the the new 52 Teen Titans. I'm not sure what he's done since rebirth. I'm assuming he's been part of some of the magic stuff. Uh but I haven't read <laughs> a lot of the magic stuff, like Justice League Dark or whichever the magic Justice League is. So maybe he's around there. Um <laughs> I I have I have a lot of fondness for Clarion I think, like, especially in, um, recent years, like, a lot of it has just been DC, like, oh, we can also have a Kid Loki. See? See? You guys love Kid Loki. See? Um, but the thing is, I, like, I do like to see it. Um, I like characters who are annoying <laughs> and bad. Um, I like That, like, most of the time, like, most of the time that he does evil, um, he's either trying to get revenge on somebody who beat him before, or he's just kind of trying to cause problems on purpose. He doesn't, he doesn't, he doesn't have, like, a whole lot of, like, extremely evil goals besides, um, do pranks and, uh, get more magic. And I think it's fun. I think, like, his, you know, sort of, uh, sometimes, like, anti-hero, like, true neutral sort of thing is fun. Chaotic neutral, but you know. And, um, I think that he, uh, should have friends. I think he should get friends. Um, he's in, um, he's in Cartoon Young Justice, and he looks very silly, and i um, I love him, and I love his dumb hair <laughs> and his dramatic name, and I think they should bring back his little musical stinger <laughs> uh those are those are my those are my hot hot clarion takes from yours truly, connoisseur of stupid little bastards. <laughs> bastard parentheses affectionate
1: uh-huh. um, very fun
0: very, very fun, very fun guy. Um, was there anything else that you wanted to add or discuss? No, I just like to see him.
1: I just like to see, you know what?
0: I like to see him. We should all look at him.
1: Yeah. Also, I didn't read any <laughs> comics because I've been slowly, um, well, one, I've been, uh, hanging out a lot with my nephew. Uh, two, I have been slowly organizing all of my craft stuff. And it is a lot. So you know. <laughs> get yeah. getting there.
0: Getting there. Getting there. Um, I did read uh the first issue of uh Love Everlasting, the new uh Tom King and Elsa Charretier series we talked about last week. Um I I think I think it's neat. I I haven't read like a lot of romance comics, but I feel like a lot of the tropes they're referencing are kind of like ingrained in the consciousness enough that I'm like, okay, like I I get I get what they're going for, um, and I gotta say I am interested to see uh, Tom King writing a female protagonist because um, that has not really happened. And I don't like, I definitely don't think he's bad at writing women. Um, But I feel like there are times with like Selena um, or like Barda in Mr. Miracle where they feel a little bit flattened. Um, So I am like, hmm, I'm intrigued. Not all the time. Um, I- I'm saying this, like, it's comics. There are way, 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 way worse examples. But, given that, um, like, he tends to write these, like, character studies that get, like, really kind of deep into, like, the flaws and psychology of, like, one specific protagonist, and it has almost always been a man- Before this, um, I am like, oh boy, time, uh, time, time for a complicated woman. Um, I do, I do love, I do love to see that. Um, and God dang it, (laughs) I feel like there was something else that now I forgot every time. Well, you know, um, (laughs) these things happen. It, 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 they truly do. They, they simply do happen. Um, DC's doing a Justice League story where they're all dinosaurs. That's yep, pretty good. that's, that's good news. <laughs> that's good, that's good news. You love to see that. Um, ah, shoot. I don't know. Hopefully, uh, next week, <laughs> I'll remember. Um, and I'll be like, boy, oh boy, guys, wait till you hear this comic book thing that you definitely already heard by now, but I'm going to tell you about it. Uh, but, uh, yeah, there's, uh, comics. comics. there. Comics, uh, exist. Confirmed. Uh, if you would like to, uh, continue <laughs> confirming that comics do, uh, in fact exist, you can follow us on the internet. Um, you can find us on, uh, Twitter, Tumblr, Instagram, and Facebook, just, uh, at Capes and Japes. Uh, you can send us an email, if you like, to capesandjapes at gmail.com. Uh, we have a Discord server where you are, everyone is welcome to join um, to, you know, share what's going on in your life, talk about comics, talk about things that aren't comics, um, it's a very fun time, uh, we have a Patreon, if you are, you know, able and willing to support us on there, we, uh, appreciate it very much, uh, you can get bonus content, um, watch stuff and help us pick what we talk about, we, uh, if you can't, support us there, but you want to support the show in some way, um, leaving a rating and a review is a great way to do that, where you listen to it, um, telling a friend if you think they'd be interested, if you think they would enjoy, uh, (laughs) horrible, horrible little teen, teen witch boys, um, then, uh, let them know. And just, just coming back and joining us. So, thank you for being with us once again today for Capes and Japes. I have been Olivia. And I have been Briar. And
1: as always, get out of here, you chaos team.
0: (laughs) You take, take your little cat and get on out of here.